Listener Production. Wall Street sees mixed performances as the US Federal Reserve leaves official interest rates on hold. And Aussie shares expected to open higher on Thursday with the latest jobs report released. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Thursday the 15th of June. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, the main event of the week has just come to pass this morning with the US Fed as widely expected leaving official interest rates on hold in that target range of 5 to 5.25%. Bit of a bumpy response though from the markets. Certainly was, Tom. We saw US share markets down after the release of the latest update from the US Federal Reserve. And of course, what caught investors off guard was the dot plot, which we discussed yesterday. we've spoken about the dot plot. So for um, humans just joining us that are interested in more important things in life, the dot plot is something that is uh, central to the uh, US Federal Reserve's outlook. This is how they forecast what the group uh, is likely to do over the course of the, the medium term. They only do it every couple of meetings. So this was a dot plot meeting. It was. And the projections indicated that the members of the Federal Reserve's Open Market Committee, as they're called. That's the group that decides on rates. Yeah. That's it. They have become decidedly more hawkish in this meeting. And the median interest rate forecast by the end of this year has increased from 5.1% to 5.6%. So what that implies is we're likely to see two more rate hikes of at least 25 basis points each. I found it surprising that people were surprised, but then that's what markets are about. It is uh, still the case that inflation is too high for anyone to talk about hanging up the boots when it comes to efforts. You've still got core inflation in the United States running at around 5.3%. The target is you know, closer to 2 you just can't be talking about pausing rates under these circumstances, surely. Well, it was interesting. We had Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell in his press conference, and he referred to today's decision as not a skip. The skip, I shouldn't call it a skip, That the decision. And also, he was very much at pains to suggest that the conditions that we need to see in place to get inflation down are coming into place. That said, they're not expecting to see that occur for a couple of years and interest rates won't be cut for a couple of years. So that obviously threw the markets as well. I think that is an important point that you make, Ryan, is that what we have seen in recent times is that conversation around the potential for rate cuts has become very one um, at the margins. Previously, there was a thought that you know rates would go up to a particular level and then central banks would, banks would be cutting. Uh, there is now a, a, a more entrenched belief that rates are going to go higher and they will likely stay there. Well, the US economy is proving quite resilient at the moment. We have seen an easing in consumer spending and some signs of weakness in the labour market. The downside risk from the banking stress are fading and the debt limit uncertainty are behind us, but inflation is still hovering above target as you mentioned, Tom, and therefore on the back of that, the Fed has hinted that additional policy firming is required. But what was interesting, Tom, was that some people were expecting that the Fed would actually pause this amount, but not also raise rates anymore. And that was kind of the market's reaction initially, wasn't it? Yes. Well, they've probably been illuminated somewhat after today's uh, discussion. The Dow Jones finished down by 0.7 of a percent. Worth pointing out that that is primarily because of the performance of one stock, United Health, and very much to the point about managing costs and 
uh, and the like. United Health suggested it was at a panel discussion at a conference where they talked about the challenges of uh, rising costs as patients return to have their procedures done post COVID. And the interesting thing is not only did United Health finish down by about six percent, but a whole raft of uh, health providers finished down. So Humana was down by 11%, Centene down 7%, uh, Elevance Health was down by about 7%. So that's probably something worth keeping in mind as far as local uh, healthcare providers are concerned. Ramsey Healthcare has been uh, in the midst of that sort of challenge in recent times. So it'll be interesting to see how that organisation performs, Ryan, in the wake of those comments. The focus last night was around the fact that more seniors are getting medical procedures that they delayed during COVID-19 pandemic. So what that means is... They're all coming back in a rush. The boomers are back in a rush, <laughs> getting their hips replaced. Maybe that dynamic will play out in our market today. But it was an interesting market overnight, apart from the US Federal Reserve's decision. We also had US producer prices or business yes, inflation released. Them. And of course, we did see prices continuing to drop in May due to a decline in cost of energy, goods and food. And that broadly signaled that inflation is cooling. So heading in the right direction. And certainly that did provide a level of support for markets. But broadly, there was some focus overnight on a couple of other things. The chip makers were back there, of course, Tom. We did see chip makers such as NVIDIA and Broadcom up by over 4%. Advanced micro devices shares gained 2% after the company announced its latest artificial intelligence chips. And we did see the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index also perform quite strongly in that environment. So we did see that lift by 1.5%, bringing its gains in 2023 to 48%. It's an eye-watering sum. And just over the course of the session, worth pointing out that the NASDAQ actually came in for a bumpy ride. At its worst levels, it was down 0.8% in the aftermath of the Fed's decision in the earlier part of the session, it was up by as much as 0.6 of a percent. So it showed some durability to finish with an improvement of 0.4 of a percent. I can't remember if I actually mentioned where the S&P 500 finished, but uh, it rose by 0.1 of a percent, uh, having been down by uh, as much as three quarters of a percent. So the point being is that there just there seemed to be some underlying support for the markets, even though it was a choppy session. Well, we did see the Dow Jones down 428 points at its session lows too. And it was down 233 points at the close. So a bit of a recovery there. What was also interesting, Tom, was the reaction of regional bank lenders. So yes. we have seen an improvement, obviously, in that situation. Although what we did see with the pause and then also the conversation around further interest rate hikes was pressure being applied to regional lenders such as Key Corp and Xeon's Bank Corp. Their shares were down by up to 5.7%. The KBW Regional Banking Index, which we haven't discussed for a while, <laughs> was down by 2.7%. And of course, what that played into was the fact that with the likelihood of further rate hikes, we have seen those concerns around those regional lenders' exposure to commercial property in particular in the United States come into focus again. And it was only yesterday that Key Corp at its investor conference said that net interest income is going to come in softer than expected based on funding mix and deposit cost pressures. So really that issue hasn't gone away completely. It's percolating in the background as it did last night. Indeed. I mean, I suppose the other point worth making when it comes to the KBW index is that whilst it did pull back last night, 
the lows that it is making are higher than its most recent lows. So again, that's slightly technical in nature. But what, what it suggests is that the market is grinding higher. And you have to sort of give it props for having absorbed quite a lot of bad news in recent times. I'm not by any means trying to paint a bullish picture, but I'm just worth pointing out that price action. So uh, we have got a very important outcome in local terms today with the release of the May unemployment report. And it, again, this is all in the context of what is going to happen in the months ahead in terms of the RBA. Uh, we have seen a slight cooling in the um, employment market in local terms. And to that end, today's number to look for, well, there are two, uh, 3.7, the unemployment rate, and the uh, 17,500 jobs that are expected to be added to the economy. Ryan, where is the point at which you, know, you begin to think, okay, uh, a quarter of a percent is going to be in the uh, in the offing next month from the RBA? Well, certainly if we get a number well above 20,000 as forecast by economists, including the Commonwealth Bank, then that would really lead to markets considering. How much more than 20 do you reckon? Well, if we get anything over 30,000, yes, I would 30, say yeah. that certainly would expect the markets to begin pricing in another rate hike from the Reserve Bank. And that would see a 30K rise would see the unemployment rate come down by 0.1 to around 3.6. So that would certainly have chins wagging, wouldn't it? It would. What's interesting in all this, of course, is that in April, employment fell by 4,300, although that was a volatile month because we had a bunch of holidays, Easter and Anzac Day and the like. So it'll be interesting Although to see whether- it was all full-time employment mainly that uh, did the damage there. That's right. So looking at full-time employment today will be something to look out for because if we are seeing a deterioration in the labour market after all these rate hikes, then certainly would expect an easing yeah. in, in that hiring mm. dynamic taking place. The participation rate is something that's standing out at the moment. It's, it's at been record highs. Strong, yeah. It has at 66.7%. And of course, the rapid rebound in immigration is a contributor to rising labour supply. So that's probably the X factor, isn't it? It's probably been under examined in the conversation around employment in recent times and it seems to sort of be rearing its head in the last couple of months. Well, what it means, Tom, with the influx of people coming in from overseas, while that's good for providing jobs, particularly when it comes to skilled labour in, in shortage industries such as healthcare and education, what it means, though, is that we need to add about 29,000 jobs per month to keep up with the expanding labour force, and that's a big ask that's for a slowing yeah. economy that's at the moment. That's a big number. So they're the numbers to look at as far as the May unemployment report is concerned today and also of interest will be some figures out of China, Ryan. Well, it's going to be a very important update. So there's been a lot of talk about policy stimulus in China the last couple of days and we saw short-term interest rates cut recently. We also have the medium lending term facility or MLF also announced today as well. So people will be looking out for a potential cut there. But the most important thing today will be the release of retail spending, industrial production and fixed asset investment data. And if we continue to see a significant slowing there, then that really will weigh on commodity prices in particular and, and potentially mining shares, which have had a good run the last couple of days or so. Indeed. The interesting thing there, though, is that I, I think that the markets are already expecting and it's been much talked about that the Chinese authorities will deliver some sort of support the economy, uh, to the economy. So 
I mean, I don't know how, to, how much today's figures will impact that. They would have to be, I suppose, quite poor um, to really move the needle on that, given that people are already expecting intervention from the Chinese authorities. Well, what we expect to see is industrial production stumbling during the month of May, housing investment declines, dragging down fixed asset investment growth and retail sales growth softening. So the figures will underscore the need for policymakers to step up support, but we think the support will be more targeted at consumers this time around. As we yes. talked about yesterday, there's been a big focus on the property sector in China in recent years and supporting that and providing that stimulus there. But we think that they'll probably target consumers' unemployment, particularly for Young Chinese is very high at the moment. Youth unemployment is very, very elevated. And on the back of that, more targeted concessions or, or policy measures, tax cuts particularly, and, and the like, to, to boost consumption or, or consumer spending. Indeed. So just quickly wrapping up, uh, we saw a bit of a mixed picture where commodity prices indeed were concerned. Oil uh, has been all over the place in the last couple of days, overnight down by around 1.5% in the case of Brent crude oil, down by $1.09 to $73.20. Gold prices slightly firmer, not by much, up by around $10 an ounce to $1,968 US an ounce. And iron ore futures, which will be very much in focus today with those Chinese figures up by a third of a percent in the most recent session to $112.75. US interest rates, they did move around a little bit, but were pretty well behaved by the end of the session. 10-year note at 3.79, a two-year note at 4.7. And the Aussie dollar has uh, been given a little bit of a boost by moderation in the US dollar to 67.9 US cents. And just worth pointing out, Tom, the European Central Bank hands down its policies. Yes, we're not out tonight. of the woods. Another 25 basis point rate hike is expected, so the fun continues into the end of the week, Tom. It's been a fantastic week so far, Ryan. I can't wait till 11.30 for those May unemployment figures. Me either. Have a great day. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.